presented by Meta. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Munavalan. It's a Wednesday. Here's a question. How much can one debate matter? It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Let's state the obvious. John Fetterman struggled to effectively communicate during his one and only Senate debate with Mehmet Oz yesterday in Harrisburg. We usually don't dwell on a single debate in a single race, but this one is different. Control of the Senate and the future of policymaking in Washington may hinge on the outcome of the Fetterman-Oz race. The conventional wisdom over the summer was that Oz was a deeply flawed candidate who couldn't win, but the race is a toss-up. Republicans just decided to pour an additional $6 million into Pennsylvania to help Oz. Stephen Law, who runs the most important Senate GOP super PAC, told Politico yesterday, we believe if we win Pennsylvania, we win the majority. And then Fetterman failed to meet even the low expectations his own campaign set for him Monday in a memo that predicted awkward pauses, missing some words, mushing other words together, as well as temporary miscommunications at times. Here's the question then, will it matter? Voters are not doctors. Many are myopic, distracted, and quick to make judgments with limited information. If there's one thing everyone knows about campaign debates, it's just how superficial they are. You might remember Richard Nixon's suspicious stubble, and George H.W. Bush's impatient glance at his watch, Al Gore's annoying size, and Donald Trump's manic interruptions more than anything any of them said. The median voter in Pennsylvania is a middle-aged white person with a mid-five-figure salary who did not attend college. That demographic is perhaps the least likely to be following the Fetterman ableism debate on Twitter and MSNBC. A casual voter tuning in on Tuesday night might have known Fetterman had suffered a stroke, but that voter would have had to have been following the race pretty closely to know that his struggles with speech reflected a common auditory processing disorder, in his doctor's words, and not a deeper neurological infirmity. It's obvious that Representative Dan Crenshaw is sightless in one eye, or that Senator Tammy Duckworth lost her legs. Nobody questions whether those injuries have an impact on their ability to serve in Congress. But Fetterman's disability is different. It prevents him from performing adequately in a candidate ritual, the campaign debate, that has long been associated, correctly or not, with electability and effectiveness in Congress. The plain fact is that Fetterman was not capable of debating Oz. He could have skipped the debate, as some Democrats suggested he should have after it was over, but the Fetterman campaign gambled that the media would educate voters about his auditory issues and then referee any attacks on him with charges of ableism. But reporters aren't doctors either and Fetterman again declined Monday night to release comprehensive medical records about his condition. Instead, he issued a letter from his doctor, who's not made himself available to reporters. Fetterman's initial lack of transparency about the seriousness of the stroke five months ago has heightened media skepticism. But even if you take his health claims at face value, how are reporters to score his debate performance? How much of his trouble communicating was due to the stroke, and how much of it was that he didn't have answers? There are two well-worn cliches about debates. One, they are rarely one but sometimes can be lost, and two, they're decided by the coverage in subsequent days rather than on debate night itself. Fetterman lost last night, but the Fetterman campaign is betting that Oz will lose the all-important post-debate conversation. Fetterman has a potent weapon, Oz's statement that abortion should be left up to women, doctors, and local political leaders. The Fetterman campaign immediately seized on the line, promising it will be putting money behind making sure as many women as possible hear Dr. Oz's radical belief that local political leaders should have as much say over a woman's abortion decisions as women themselves and their doctors. The campaign announced that more than $1 million poured in from online donors in the hours after the debate. 
So far, Oz is being careful not to directly attack Fetterman's auditory processing issue. His campaign's initial post-debate attacks centered on Fetterman's flip-flop on fracking, an important issue in Pennsylvania, but not the most important. It's not inconceivable that last night's debate is remembered more for the Oz abortion gaffe. As we enter the final weeks of the midterm campaign, here's a snapshot of two key indicators from our weekly Politico Morning Consult polling. One, Biden's approval rating. The president's overall approval number ticks down one percentage point this week from 44 to 43%. That includes a three-point drop among Democrats from 83 to 80, and two-point dips for independents, 35 to 33, and Republicans, 11 to 9%. But when it comes to the generic congressional ballot, Democrats get some breathing room in the theoretical race this week, matching their high point of 47% compared to Republicans' 42%. Worth noting, that's up two percentage points for Democrats since last week. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will deliver remarks on providing relief to families. Afterward, he'll host a bilateral meeting with Israeli President Isaac Herzog at 3 p.m. Biden will meet with Defense Department leaders. At 8.30, Biden will participate in a virtual political reception for Nevada Democrats. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 1.20 p.m., the vice president will deliver remarks on clean school buses in Seattle with EPA Administrator Michael Regan. At 4 p.m., Harris will deliver remarks at a finance event with Senator Patty Murray. Afterward, Harris will depart Seattle to head back to D.C. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Monavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Some people say the metaverse will only be virtual. One day, farmers will use augmented reality to monitor the health of their soil and run irrigation simulations to help ensure the best yields. And urban planners will model traffic solutions in the metaverse to help decrease commute times, paving the way for less congested cities. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverse impact.